0: To another episode of the She Gets It podcast. This is your host, Dawn, and I'm doing this solo today. So, no Lauren intros for you. I think she just recorded her own solo episode though. So if you want to hear cute old Lauren, go listen to that episode. Today I'm taking the stand because I have something really important I want to talk to you guys about. Uh, and that's self-sabotage. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that recently in the month of January, I did a whole kind of self-sabotage wave of sorts. I launched a course. Um, and it was my first course that I did on my personal brand that I did outside of patent accounting and tax. This was Don Patton, the life coach. I didn't I have have done On patent coaching, but it's been business coaching. This is the first time where I was like, "Mm, mm -mm." like I'm taking off the business hat, stepping outside of the numbers. We're doing some life coaching here. And it was all about self-sabotage and getting out of your own way. And I, I can't even tell you, I feel like I came alive when I was studying this material. And that's actually why I decided to do a course about it was because Sometime end of summer, beginning of fall is when things really started to shift for me in the way of self sabotage. And I had a lot of perspective shifts. I was trying a lot of new tools and really just, I don't know, it was me trying things out myself. Like, let me try this, let me try that. Uh, I did try to pick up a couple of books. In fact, one of the books I will recommend to you, The Mountain is You. By Brianna Weist West. A- anyway, she's like one of my favorite authors. She also wrote 101 essays to change the way you think. Go add both of those to your Amazon cart right now and buy them. They are life-changing. That was one of uh The Mountain is You was one of the self-sabotage books that I actually did like. A few others that I read or at least started to read or different articles I was reading, nothing was really hitting home for me. And I honestly, I started to question, I was like, well, maybe this isn't self-sabotage. Like, what am I doing? But it really felt like I was getting in my own way. I knew exactly what action I needed to take and I wasn't taking it. Um, I also knew that there were a lot of fears that I was trying to work through and rewrite. And I love studying and exploring fear. So I knew that there were some fears. And because I was aware of those fears, I I knew that I was self-sabotaging because of those fears. So anyway, I was aware of the problem, tried to do some research and learning, didn't quite find what I liked. So I did a lot of my own personal exploration And that was eye-opening, to say the least. So anyway, that was kind of like what got me into it. And then I was like, I need to teach other people. And I felt really, I had some very powerful spiritual experiences on that matter too that said, okay, now turn around and teach this, Don. Don't just keep it to yourself. And so me recording this episode today is kind of like me honoring that. I mean, the spiritual experiences were very much more around doing the course and having a live segment to go with the course and then creating the self-paced program. So yes, but I know that this is a message that just needs to get out there. If all of us can understand what self-sabotage is at a deeper level, that's, that's what I want to talk about today because like I said, I was reading articles, reading some books, listening to podcasts just trying to explore. And a lot of the things with self-sabotage is, or sorry, one of the things like how to heal self-sabotage, how to get over self-sabotage is make it harder not to do the thing, right? So basically force yourself to do the thing. And I get that. I think there is a time and a season, there's opportunities where it calls for that. I love that, right? Like, That's when we punish ourselves. It's like, okay, you can only eat a treat if you work out today. Make it hard for yourself. Now now you really do want to work out. Or um, you want to watch less TV. Or, Or Here's a good one. You want to scroll on Instagram less. Okay, put a time monitor on the app that after 30 minutes a day on Instagram, you can't open it anymore. You know, like that's ways to make it harder so you don't do the thing. And that was what I found a lot of the self-sabotage help was alongside other little tips of, okay, add it to your calendar or write it down or have a buddy. That was a big one. Have a buddy who you talk to about these things, like your commitment partner. Once again, I think there is a time and a place for that. I love the idea of buddy systems, but in my head, me being a very determined person, I was like, I don't want just someone like, I don't, I don't need to commit this to someone. I need to commit it to myself and I want to be my own commitment partner. And if I can't keep a promise to myself, that's not what I want, you know? So like, it's gotta be something else. So continuing to study, continuing to study. And finally, I have this aha moment. And I actually think it was multiple things that I was reading that kind of combined into this aha moment. It wasn't just one thing. But I realized self-sabotage isn't actually (laughs) self-sabotage. Like, it is and it isn't, okay? Self-sabotage is your subconscious trying to protect you, I'll explain more of this in just a second, but let me just say this part. Self-sabotage isn't self-sabotage. Self-sabotage is your subconscious trying to protect you in its own way, in the way that it thinks will help you. And what I mean by that, let me share an example. I had already said I knew that there were fears. I knew that I had fears that I was aware of and so my subconscious it's very much aware of these fears my conscious is not as aware of those fears like i had done some digging i knew they existed but i can talk myself out of that like when i'm in the right head space i can work myself through that and be like okay but i don't have to fear that because of x y z to my conscious my subconscious I hadn't done the work yet to get over those fears, and so I have these fears, and my subconscious is trying to protect me from making those fears happen, and it does that through self-sabotage. So self-sabotage is really just your conscious and your subconscious being unaligned, and once you can get them aligned, now self-sabotage doesn't happen. And now you can do those things like, okay, add it to your calendar and it gets done because now we're not self-sabotaging anymore. It makes sense. It's an aligned action. But before that, when it's just, you're forcing it and you're tripping up yourself, ah, that can be so frustrating. Like it's just such a frustrating thing because consciously you know this thing is good for you. You know it's going to help you. You know it's going to get you to where you want to go. And yet, you keep things keep coming up or you keep doing things and that thing never gets done. And it's like, why, 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 why? You kind of spin in a spiral and ugh. I, I don't want to bring us to that frustration state because- we've all been there. I know you get what I'm talking about. Let's go back to the learning part and not get stuck in that frustration of how self-sabotage feels because I want you to feel this escape from self-sabotage. Like we can understand it. And once we understand it, then we can fix it and move on and solve this thing. So when we are stuck in self-sabotage, like I stated before, it's because our conscious and our subconscious are unaligned and not necessarily unaligned in purpose. Both of their purpose is to help you, to serve you. They both want what's best for you. They both just see what's best for you in different ways. And sometimes your subconscious is right. And sometimes your conscious is right. And in order to understand who is right and get on the same page, it takes work and it takes digging and it takes understanding. It takes asking a whole ton of questions and coming at it from different angles. And this is really the benefit of having a coach or someone to talk to about these things is a lot of times you will say these things out loud. The person will add their own perspective or shine a different light on it, or they'll regurgitate back to you what they think you've said and you're going to be like, wait, actually, no. Like Now that I hear that from your mouth, no, that's not what it is. From my mouth and my mind, I thought that's what it was, but mm -mm, that's not it. So the beauty of coaching and friends and spouses and family is talk to them about these things that are near and dear to your heart, these deeper conversations. And as you're talking to them about what your conscious wants or what your subconscious wants or what's your what your fears are, that's when it will kind of start to piece together and make sense. And you can be like, oh, okay, oh, so consciously, I really want to start this business because I know it will help my family be closer to the financial freedom that we want. But subconsciously, I'm actually scared that putting more of my time into this business is going to take away from my kids and the relationships I'm developing with them. And so subconsciously, I am self-sabotaging because I don't want it to ruin my relationship with my kids. I actually think that's a very common example. So if that rang true to you at all, welcome to working mom life. I think this is a large part of where mom guilt stems from is just these fears that we have and not aligning the subconscious and subconscious. So to continue with this example, once we realize, okay, this is where the disconnect is. Now we get to do the work because before we didn't realize that disconnect. We're not aware of it. So we are telling ourselves, we're going to start this business. We're going to start this business. We're going to start this business. We want to talk to so-and-so we maybe follow a couple of inspirational, accounts or people or YouTube channels or join Facebook groups to get to know more about what it means to start this business. Um, but nothing is happening. Like you're, you're taking little steps. Maybe it's slower than you want. And so you're justifying like, oh, it's just a slow process, but really, you know, this is self-sabotage, you know, like we have to be honest with ourselves at all times, but especially when we're doing conscious subconscious alignment. It takes a great deal of honesty and self-awareness to get to this point. So if we realize our conscious and our subconscious are unaligned, now let's go back to, okay, what do they both want? What is it that they both want? And, And is there a way to achieve that? So if they both want the best life for their family, and that looks like healthy relationships and financial freedom... Okay, let's align those. And how do we do that? And how do we achieve that? And let's talk to our subconscious a little bit more and let it know that we are safe. And starting this business isn't going to take away from our kids, from our time with our kids. We're going to set aside some other time with them. Well, let me say that. Maybe it, maybe it will take away from your time with your kids, but it won't take away from your relationships. So if you decide, okay, one day a week, I'm going to get a sitter so that I can do business work just to start maybe it'll grow but to start every Wednesday I'm working on this business and they're with a sitter where they're with their grandma and grandpa or whoever okay that won't affect your relationships you will still have a great relationship you'll just maybe you just adapt by being a little bit more present um, or intentional about the time you are with your kids and that even strengthens your relationship even more now that you have this time away from them and so you're put more intention in the time that you are with them. Like talk to your subconscious about that, about how this could potentially be an option. I don't want to make it sound lightly though. We're not telling our subconscious, like we're not proposing ideas to it. Like, oh, well maybe this is how it is. We're actually training our subconscious. So I'm throwing out some ideas to kind of just show you an example of this is us brainstorming, and then you figure out what feels good to you. What is right and true in your world? And question your truths. Really question them. Question if you... Sometimes we hold on to truths that served us, and they were true to us in one season, but they're no longer true to us now. So constantly question your truths and your beliefs. And when you're doing that, ask, do I actually believe this? But also ask, do I want to believe this? Because as I'm sharing this example, I'm actually thinking back to, I know multiple clients of mine have struggled with this. I think I struggled with this to a certain extent too. But time away from your kids is going to harm the relationship. And I think that's because a lot of us have this belief that time equals love or time equals strength in a relationship or whatnot, but guess what? There's other love languages. There are so many other love languages. There's other ways that we can serve and be there and be intentional with our relationships. So instead of thinking time equals love or time equals the commitment or time equals the healthy relationship, whatever true is true for you, if that is your truth, great, question it. Is that truth still serving you? Do you still want to believe that? Or do you want to choose to believe something different? Because we get to pick our beliefs. We get to pick our feelings. We get to pick these things. Like, it's it's all about your agency. So pick what you want to believe. And if you're picking a new truth, then you need to start to look for evidence of that truth. Because you can't just willy-nilly, mm that sounds good. what Don said right there. Yeah, I want to believe that. That's the start. But then in order to actually believe that, you need to do your homework and you need to you need to embody that belief and you need to start looking for evidence of how that belief is actually true in order for your for your subconscious to register that. Okay. So with our subconscious, we're going to talk to it. We're going to get on the same page. We're going to figure out what is it that we want to believe? What is this standing in our way? And then our conscious, we're going to do the same thing with our conscious. Our conscious isn't always the right option. It, it Our conscious has some ego involved, so <laughs> it likes to think it's the right one, but it's not. So with this example of starting a new business takes away time from your kids, so you're self-sabotaging Consciously, you're thinking, I'm starting this business to make more money. Okay, great. Our subconscious is saying, you're starting this business. You're taking time away from your kids and no go. So we've already worked on that subconscious belief of, okay, let's rewrite these beliefs. Let's get our subconscious on the same page. Let's show it that making more money is going to help our family and strengthen these relationships even more. And then consciously, let's be conscious of that fear that we have of the relationships, consciously work on that. And also in our with our conscious mind question, like, okay, how am I going to make more money? Or how is this going to help my family? And get a little bit more specific about these things. Um, also consciously, be aware of that self-sabotage and how it's showing up. So, I feel like I really dove deep into that example a lot. I, I don't love diving deep into one example a lot because if you can't relate to that example, I don't want you to completely zone out here. So, I'm sorry if you couldn't relate to that one. Hopefully, you're still with me here and you're like nodding along like okay, okay. I I see what you're saying. So, now in practice, that's what I want to talk about next because I hope you can see what I'm saying. I hope it makes sense. But how do we actually do this? Like, that sounds great. I get what you're saying. How do we do this? There's multiple ways. My favorite is meditation. I discovered meditation in a new way last year. I feel like maybe it was summer. So it hasn't even been a full year and it's now my new favorite tool ever, but there are so many different ways, but meditation is my favorite because it's a really easy way to quiet my mind, let my brain think, and that's when my subconscious can finally be heard and that's when I turn off my conscious because I'm constantly... I like, I'm sure you are too. Our brains are constantly going. There's always ideas, you always have this voice going on in your head. Great. We love her, but we also need to hear our other her. That's a little bit more quiet. So I love meditation because it lets me quiet my conscious, go to my subconscious. And then I get to consciously process what's happening with my subconscious. And it's just this really cool tool. Uh, Journaling, you can also do that same thing uh, when you journal without editing yourself. When you journal more slowly and intentionally, it usually is from your conscious state and you don't allow your subconscious to be heard. So... Just be careful about that. But like just journaling, like free flow when you start writing about what's coming up and what feelings you have and all of these things. Beautiful. Breath work. That's another one. Yoga. I love my weekly yoga sessions. I usually end those in a meditation though. (laughs) So back to me in meditations. Um, Listening to other sources or books, podcasts, like learning from others and what they're going through is also helpful. It's not you doing the work, but it is you maybe relating. It's it's giving yourself examples and whatever strong feelings you have towards something, investigate that and both the positive and the negative strong feelings, because neg- super strong feelings that are negative usually means there's a little bit of truth in that for you. And your ego is going to tell you otherwise, but explore it, question it, get curious. Um, Positive strong feelings, I feel like that's a little bit more relatable, though. Like, yeah, I relate to that you know, that that kind of explains itself. I'm sure there's a million other ways that you can do this. But anyway, those are just a few examples to explore your subconscious a little bit more. Explore your fears when you're exploring your subconscious too. I feel like I kind of said that, but I didn't outright say it, but explore your fears. And one of the ways you can do that is visualization which is a form of meditation, but a visualization practice where it's you envisioning having this thing that you want. And do this multiple times, especially if you're not used to meditating yet, because if you're not used to meditating, it's an exercise. You'll learn how to get good at it throughout time. But it's really just about like letting go and letting your brain lead your thoughts instead of you consciously leading your thoughts. So visualization allows you to play out something in your head. See it as it is and then let it continue to play out and and what happens. So we can go back to this example of starting a business. Um in fact maybe I want to get a little personal here. But One of my fears that it seems so silly now, I I shouldn't say that, like I want to be respectful of my feelings. It, It does seem silly to me, but it also makes so much sense because this is the world we live in, is I had this fear that I didn't recognize for the longest time, but I had this fear of success. And I know this presents itself to people in multiple ways, a fear of success. For some people, it's a fear of being seen. And that's why they have the fear of success because, you know, the more successful you are, the more people are seeing you. If you're just a small little person and you fail at something, well, no one's going to notice. But if you're big and successful, lots of people are watching. So maybe it's a fear of being seen or maybe it's a fear of being criticized and you know that the more people see you, the more criticism you're also going to see. Um, Maybe it's a fear of – I have a lot of clients. My The accountant side of me is like, I've seen the fear of success because people don't trust themselves with money and so they just self-sabotage by not allowing themselves to have it then because if they have it, then they're going to ruin it and they're going to make dumb, quote-unquote, dumb decisions and that's irresponsible. Um My fear, though, to get a little bit personal, one of my fears that I didn't recognize for the longest time was I thought that me becoming successful would inevitably lead to my divorce and a bad relationship with my children. And that was just like a fact, like it was just a matter of time before that happened. If I was successful, it was going to happen. And I didn't recognize this for the longest time because I have a beautiful, very strong, healthy marriage. I have a beautiful, really strong, healthy relationship with my daughter. So I didn't feel threatened at all consciously. But subconsciously, as I was doing visualization exercises and meditations and stuff, things would come up that I was like, huh, what? Like, why why is that coming up? And the way that this presented itself, remember, I didn't I wasn't aware of this fear. Once I became aware of the fear, then I saw the outward manifestations of that. Sometimes you see the outward manifestations of it first, and then you can get curious and be like, huh, why does this keep coming up? I feel like that's a little bit easier, but I wasn't aware of these outward manifestations. I I was and I wasn't. I kind of just chalked him up. I was like, eh, such is life. You know, until I became aware of this fear and then I was like, oh, here's the outward manifestations. That's why this is happening because almost every Saturday, uh, Saturdays are my work days around here. At least that's my schedule right now is my husband works Monday through Friday. I do the nap time hustle. I work in the evenings and then my brother watches my uh, baby girl Tuesdays and Thursdays afternoons most of the time. And then on Saturdays is like, okay, here's my work day, get all my stuff done. And my husband takes care of our daughter. So Saturdays, sometime middle of the day in the evening or something, my husband and I would inevitably have this fight over Something, and the something would constantly change, and so I didn't totally see the pattern in it because I was like, I don't know, it was all different things. Once I realized there was this fear about my success, and our my relationships, I realized, oh, <laughs> I'm self sabotaging. I'm starting these fights over here, um, and maybe. I think that's like a different version of self sabotage because self sabotage would mean, okay, then you're not successful, which was also happening. I was getting in the way of my own financial success because of this. But anyway, my success and my relationships were directly correlated, right? Like, so Saturday, long work day, I'd get done, we'd have this fight. And it was because that was just The equation to my subconscious right not my conscious I'm not aware of this at all you can be successful and have the best relationships I wholeheartedly believe that consciously I'm working on it with my subconscious still and I'll tell you a few different ways that I'm working on it in just a minute but this fight would happen I would always said it was his fault like he started it it was his fault. What is wrong with him? What beliefs does he have, right? (laughs) I put it on him. I did try to get curious about myself, but I couldn't see anything until many, many meditations later. And until actually it was when I started exploring fears that I realized I was doing a visualization exercise and I was picturing myself like, okay, you have this much money a month or you're living in this home or this is happening and it would always start so beautiful, like living in this beautiful home. I have this beautiful business and I have my team and my family. And as I would continue that exercise, something would always happen to my family. Um, my It was usually a divorce and my husband leaving and then I have to split custody with our kids and stuff. And it sounds like it's sad and I don't love thinking about that, but I really want to share this experience with you because I was so unaware of this. And I'm just telling you, you have a lot of fears that you're probably unaware of too. So get curious, do the work. Was it easy for me to realize that this was tied together and this was my fear? No, not at all. Not at all. I'm so obsessed with my family. I'm also obsessed with my business and I know I'm made for big things, but I get to have both. I know I can have both. And now that I'm aware of this, I get to talk to it. my husband and I, we do, we talk about it out loud. He thinks it's the silliest thing because he's like, why wouldn't I want to tie? My... <laughs> like, why wouldn't I want to come along for the journey? You want to be a multimillionaire? Great. I'm there, Don. You know, count me in, sign me up. Um, And he's like, the money isn't going to change you. Money magnifies who you are and you're a great person. So yeah, I would love that. You can get rich now, okay? Stop worrying about our relationship. I'll be there. Like, I I love him for that, that he's so supportive of that. But that doesn't just fix my subconscious. And so what I'm doing to help my subconscious as I work through this and rewrite that belief subconsciously, because like I said before, consciously i know that's not a problem subconsciously it is though still and i need to honor that subconscious you can't just be like okay that's silly subconscious let's move on uh uh-uh. uh 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 uh-uh. your subconscious is full of so much intuition and beautiful thoughts it just also happens to have these deep rooted things that you need to work through in these beliefs. It's where you hold your beliefs. So all of the beautiful, good beliefs you have, great. There's also going to be some beliefs that it's like, these no longer serve us. Let's move on from them. So to help my subconscious and work through this, one, I'm very conscious about it. And now I'm more conscious of the outward manifestations that happen. So when they do happen, I'm like, okay, hang on, subconscious how are we feeling? Let's check in. Let's go do a meditation. Let's get grounded. Let's to help you feel good again. Um, I'm surrounding myself with people who are successful with healthy relationships. And so even like there was this influencer who I loved, but she just recently went through a divorce and I had to unfollow her because that just wasn't helping my subconscious. I have also done a lot of work about what I make divorce mean. Here's the thing though. It's not just divorce for me. It's very much relationships. Like when, if I'm successful, I'm alone and that's what I don't want. So I did do some work on what divorce means and how that's not a failure. That wasn't really the problem for me though. I'm sure that is a problem for a lot of other people, but I'm completely fine and content with a divorce if that serves my husband and I and our family the best you know so that wasn't really where I needed to do the work but I did do a little bit of work there because I thought okay here's where maybe some of the problem is I was wrong but I tried and that was part of me getting curious. It's like, okay, is this where the problem is? No. Okay, let's try this. Is this where the problem is? No, no. Okay, let's let's try this over here. Um, Another thing that I've been doing is being a lot more conscious about my relationships and how we interact and trying to dissect the relationships a little bit more. It's been interesting doing that. That's been taking a lot more bandwidth than I thought. But It's been very good for me to realize how soul-filled my relationships are, how deep they are. That's also been very grounding. But yeah, just a lot of evidence, a lot of awareness, a lot of trying out new things, learning new tools, and then being aware of the self-sabotage that happens and when that sneaks in and creeps in. So ways that I'm self-sabotaging my success... Because of my relationships Um, and getting really curious when those things do happen. I'm sorry and I'm not sorry. I just talked so much about myself, but here we are. I just want to wrap up today's episode by first off thanking you for being here, listening to this. I do think that this is such a powerful thing that we all get to learn about and explore so I hope that you got a lot out of today's episode. If you want to do more of this work and get more curious, message me. Come join my program. Get out of your own way. This was like a sneak peek into that. And this is basically what we talk about in the modules. And then there's a bunch of exercises and homework you get to do. The last thing that I want to say today in this in the spirit of self-sabotage and doing the inner work and trying new exercises and going deeper. The last thing I want to say today is I feel like it's very common for people when we talk about our limiting beliefs to think that it's a problem that needs to be fixed. Of, Or, or like when you're getting in your own way, it's like, I have this problem, or I have this, I don't know, you're, you're looking for solutions to things. And what I want to say to that is, no. <laughs> In short, no. You are not a machine that needs fixing your human being with complex emotions and feelings and beliefs and fears and ideas. And these things are just part of what make you you. It's part of what make you human. So it's not a problem that needs fixed. Yeah, It might be a limiting belief, but that limiting belief is there for a reason. And it's because you picked up on it once upon a time. Probably a, a lot of times it's your subconscious is the beliefs are formed when you're zero to seven. So probably from that time period and you've been carrying it with you since because you haven't done the work to question it yet. Or maybe you have, maybe you have done the work to question and you decided to keep that belief because it served you then. So be so kind and gentle to yourself. Don't think of these things as problem that needs fixed. Because another thing that happens too is when we think of it as like, oh, a problem that needs fixed, that insinuates that if this problem is fixed, Great. Everything's perfect. Your whole life is solved. And that's not actually it. Like We're cyclical beings. We're always changing. It's so deep and beautiful. And so there's this thing called recalibration. And certainly you can cultivate a different mindset, but it's not like we're fixing gears or the way things work in your head. All that to say self-improvement is a constant journey constant journey it that's what your life is made for is this idea of self-improvement so it's not about fixing or tweaking things because that means that there's some end point and there's not an end point here it's just about asking okay is this serving me or is it not so anyway so much good that we talked about today I'm wrapping up in the most awkward way because I want to say so much more, but I'm also like, I think this is good for today. We will talk about more another time though. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. I have so much more to share on this, but that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening in. If you got anything out of this, will you do me a favor and share this with your audience, with your friends, with your family. Let them know what you learned from it. Just share it with them, if you will, and just be like, I think you should listen to this. Because I think a lot of us could use just this reminder of that. Hey, we are doing the best we can. We're not flunking when we get in our own way. Be kind to yourself. Explore. Understand. Your subconscious wants to help you. Your conscious wants to help you. Thank you so much once again for being here today. I will catch you on the next episode of She Gets It podcast. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the She Gets It podcast. We know how important it is to have someone who just gets it no matter what season of life or business you are navigating. If you haven't already, come make our friendship official and say hi to us on the gram. We love hearing from you and would love to have you be part of our community. Our IG links are in the show notes to make it super easy to find us. And of course, if you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by subscribing to the podcast, leaving a review and sharing it with one of your business besties. Until next time.